I'm about to discuss a question that, first of all, I don't know very much about. Second of all, it's rather sensitive. So you would wonder why I'm doing this. There's only one answer, because somebody asked. And I hope I don't make a mistake. I hope I don't mislead. And more important than both of those, I hope I don't offend. Did the Rebbe speak about Zivik Sheni? That means marrying a second time. What is the purpose of a second marriage? What values does the Rebbe encourage to seek in a spouse, specifically the second time around? Okay, the last two parts, what values to seek in a spouse, especially the second time around, we're going to leave for next time. But just talk about the first two questions. Did the Rebbe speak about Zivik Sheni? What is the purpose of a second marriage? From the little bit that I've uh, researched, and that's what I've done, a little bit of research, I looked. From a religious perspective, the Rebbe holds that it's, it's a mitzvah to be married. Not only is it a mitzvah to be married for the purposes of having children, it's a purpose, it's a, it's a mitzvah to be married for the purposes of The Torah says it's not good for man to be alone. And the Rebbe doesn't think of this biblical statement, it's not good for men to be alone, as as a good piece of advice, but he actually holds that it's connected to a mitzvah. And then he qualifies that by saying something incredibly profound, which is that since connected to a mitzvah, it involves free will. One of the ideas that we're taught about in Hasidus is that when it comes to things that are not connected directly to Torah mitzvahs, we don't really have free will. Our lives are predetermined from on high, even though we feel like we're making certain choices, like what vocation to go into, uh, what home to buy, what car to drive. All of these things are predetermined because they're not involving mitzvahs directly. But matters that have to do with religion and mitzvahs, we do have free will. And the Rebbe says, when it comes to marrying a second time, because there's a mitzvah involved, namely, even if we're not talking about having children, which is certainly a mitzvah, but just not to be alone, he considers a mitzvah, and therefore there is a there is a phenomenon of free will involved. Of course, the, the ramifications of that is that it's a responsibility, right? When you say that somebody has free will about a particular question, what you're implying is that they can choose to do it or they can choose not to do it, they can also choose to do it correctly and also choose to do it incorrectly, and it's very important to take that responsibility seriously. There is a famous letter from the Rebbe, which is printed in the second volume of the Rebbe's letters, Igres Kodesh, where he brings a bunch of different opinions about this whole question of uh, what people like to call in the modern world a soulmate. Are there things predetermined? How much free will is there? Whether somebody else can steal your soulmate? There are all kinds of other questions. The Rebbe brings all the opinions. It's fascinating and incredibly concise. The conclusion that he reads reaches is that there is always a need to the exercise of free will. According to every single opinion that he cited, even a first marriage it doesn't happen magically. It doesn't happen automatically. Uh, effort needs to be exerted and you could miss the opportunity. When it comes to second marriage, certainly uh, the Gemara already says that this is uh, not, we don't say bas plenty la plenty, you don't say that a voice comes out of heaven and determines who your zivik is, this is lefimaisiv, that's do it your free will. And of course the Chazal speak about a, a, a husband, a man looking for his wife, like he's chasing after something that he lost, which means you have to make whatever effort 
you could possibly make to try and find a zivig. So these are just some thoughts that I called from the little bit of research that I did. Let me just say this in my own words, in, and I hope I'm not, like I said, I hope I'm not misleading, and I certainly don't mean to offend anybody, because when you talk about such subjects, everything you're going to say is going to be right for one person and wrong for another person. And when it comes to these kinds of questions, something which is wrong for another person is not just wrong, it can be very hurtful. And of course, that is not at all meant and intended. Um, Judaism believes in marriage, period. I believe Judaism doesn't only believe in marriage for Jews. Judaism believes in marriages for human beings. It is human to be partnered with a spouse, uh, beginning with Adam and Chava, that according to the Gemara and the Medrash, they were literally created fused. They were created physically one, and they were separated so that they could have a good relationship, a meaningful relationship. And of course, that also allows the possibility for not such a good relationship, but human beings are different than animals. The purpose of being married is not only for the fruit, for the children. It's, a human being is not supposed to be alone. It's supposed to be married. Period. And it seems to me to be a constant in how Judaism sees human beings. Now, of course, this is very painful for people who are not married for whatever reason, for one of various different reasons. And Chas in no way is this meant to disparage them or to hurt their feelings. But to whatever extent possible and to whomever this extends, it seems to me that Torah believes that people should be coupled, people should be married. Um, I know of instances of people who had long marriages, whose spouse died, and the Rebbe encouraged them to remarry, and in some cases encouraged them to, to remarry quite quickly after the, 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 the death of their spouse, long-lasting, long-standing spouse, based on this, uh, uh, this philosophical attitude that Judaism believes we're supposed to be married. Um, I think one of the things about marriage is that it's a challenge. It's difficult to be married. But it is the challenge of marriage which deepens us. It makes us, it forces us to go into our humanity and to develop kindness and forgiveness and empathy um, and compromise. And I believe that on some level this is a way of explaining why it is so critical for Judaism that we be paired, we be married. Because when we're alone, we become very selfish. We become very limited by what we are without the challenges of being in the constant company of another person. Those are my thoughts. First of all, I hope I'm not incorrect. And second of all, I repeat again, I, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. And if I did, I'm sorry.